Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, filmmaker and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about virtual book events. Should you go? We think, we think yes. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> but first, what are you reading, Bria? <laughs> I am listening to, I, you know, I'm in a book club um, called the Losers Book Club. And, um... We, uh, we do, we, uh, we actually, we're, we're doing less Stephen King now and doing more non-Stephen King. Uh, anyway, this is not important. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> I've started listening to a lot of those books cause I can listen to them while I'm walking around and stuff. And, um, I can, uh, you know, I'm not a huge listener of books, audiobook person, but, um, but this one I'm enjoying on audiobook cause it's very creepy and it's kind of perfect for October. It's, um, Rebecca by Daphne, uh, Daphne du Maurier. Um, which uh, was originally published in 1938. Um, so a lot of people have probably read it. I feel like people maybe sometimes read it in high school. Do you do you know anybody read it in high school? You'd have to be a pretty fucking cool high school. Maybe. I don't know. It's old enough to where it could like fall into the like canons of various things. But it's a very um, gothic, um, spooky book. Great for Halloween. If you're looking for something like that, it's about uh, Rebecca as you might have guessed. Um, uh, she She's a companion for this this high-class lady. And um, everything, it's not so great. The lady is not fun to be around, but she's a companion. She just keeps her company. That's her whole thing. Um, and then she makes what this- What a job. Well, when did that job phase out? Yeah, no kidding. Well, she's like very not upper class and the lady is upper class. Like she's lower class. And so it's like a big deal that she gets to be this lady's companion. And then they're on this trip in the south of France and she meets this- handsome widower and the widower takes an interest in Rebecca and all that we really know about the widower is that he's kind of harsh he's a lot older than her and he had a wife who died and they don't really know too much about her uh, about the wife who died and then that's where I'm at and that's kind of the plot of the book and it's sort of about this um uh the dead wife and the living up to the dead wife and then there's something about the housekeeper but I've never read the book before so this is a whole a whole adventure for me reading Rebecca I think a lot of people are like oh they're gonna know all about this but um it's really fun so far it's um it's a fun thing to listen to because it's got <laughs> the audiobook narrator uh whose name I'll look up right now uh sh- she has like a nice British accent so it's like very fun Ooh. to listen to her tell me classy spooky she tells me this classy spooky creepy tor- story uh what are you reading uh, so I am reading a book that we talked about during our most anticipated 2020 releases. It's finally out. It's the new book from T. Kingfisher, uh, whose book, The Twisted Ones, uh, was a big favorite from uh, me and you last year. It's called The Hollow Places. Uh, and it is a, a it's not a, it has nothing to do with Twisted Ones, but it's sort of a similar setup in the beginning where this woman, she has just gotten divorced and she's very unhappy and she doesn't really know what she's doing with her life. So she goes to move, she moves in with her uncle who lives in I think it's North Carolina one of the Carolinas um who and her uncle runs this weird like oddities museum called the wonder museum Mm. and so she like lives in a room in the back and she's like helping her uncle because her uncle needs knee surgery and she's like helping him around the around the museum and she becomes and she's friends with the uh the guy who run he's the barista at the coffee place next door uh and then one day, uh, her and the barista discover that they're, when, while her uncle's off getting knee surgery, they discover that there's a hole in the wall upstairs. And she calls the barista over and she's like, oh, some, like, some tourists, like, you know, fucked up the wall. There's a hole in there. 
can you come help me patch it up? And she, they, they go to look at it and it is a portal to somewhere else. Oh my God. Because <laughs> they look at it and they're like, oh, that's a really long hallway. And then the barista whose name is Simon, he's like, but that's impossible because that's longer than this building is. It's sort, it's sort of like House of Leaves meets Annihilation. That's the best way I can describe this book. It's a, it's those two books combined because it gets very, it's very weird fiction-y, a bunch of like, it's it's a, sort of a retelling of, of Algernon Blackwood's The Willows. And Algernon Blackwood's a great old-timey, spooky, weird fiction author to read if you don't feel like reading H.P. Lovecraft, uh, but you want some kind of like old uh, old cosmic horror stuff. Yeah. Um, but the, the Willows is a really great old spooky story that's like very, very weird and cosmic. Uh, and this is a retelling of it. So yeah, and obviously some bad, scary things happen. Nothing, nothing good ever comes of a weird portal opening up in your home. No, no. And as much as we all want a weird portal to open up to somewhere, and it probably will happen in 2020. Uh, <laughs> that's the next thing is just a portal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's so far it's not super scary, but that's looked at through a Mallory lens. I think for a normal person, this would probably have like a, at least a one chili rating, but it's not super scary yet. Um, but it's great. It's called The Hollow Places by T. T Kingfisher. And mine is Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Uh, it's narrated by Anna Massey. Uh, so we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. We got a hot book tip from Danielle. <laughs> hot book tip. Uh, which is great because Danielle also does the wee wee noise in this hot book. Tale. Great. <laughs> uh, so Danielle says, I just listened to episode 142, dumped that book, and wanted to share one of my hot book tips, wee wee <laughs> that helps me with dumping books. I know ha- Amazon has a lot of problems and Jeff Bezos is a trash baby, but I absolutely adore the Kindle samples from Amazon. When I discover a book I want to read before adding it to my TBR, I'll usually download the Kindle sample first. If I'm not into the sample, I don't even bother requesting the book from my library and or buying it from a retailer. This helps me make a decision about a book early on without demoting too, devoting too much time to it and helps save me from the sunk cost fallacy because I didn't pay anything for the sample. On another note, I couldn't remember if this Kindle fix had been discussed on the show yet, but the Kindle app now lets you filter your books to display only the unread ones. It also lets, lets you filter by type like samples, library loans, and prime reading. It's a very useful feature. That is a very hot book tip. That is a hot book tip. And yeah, I love the idea of getting the sample. It's a great idea. I have done that when I'm like really excited about a book and I'm like, should I wait for it from the library? Or should I just go ahead and buy it? And getting the sample can really help you make that choice. That's that's I that's awesome. I wonder if uh, Libby should do that. Libby should do ebook samples or audio or uh, I think there is. I think they do book samples. I think they do think do they samples. Do. Yeah, the library I think has samples as well. Yeah, you can do them either way. Um, yeah, I wonder if there if you're looking. This is a good question. If you're looking at the at the physical book. Um, Obviously, you don't get a sample of a. They're not going to mail you a little pamphlet with like. I know, but I'm just like, (laughs) here's the first five pages (laughs) stuffed into an envelope. (laughs) But I'm wondering if physical. Yeah, you definitely can read a sample on on the library. I don't know about. I guess you'd have to go and look at the e sample if you want. If you're if you do physical books, but yeah, yeah, you can definitely do it on Libby as well. This is great. I love this hack. I also yeah, the app, the Kindle app has um, updated. The Kindle keeps updating in in like good ways that it's coming up with things that you're like, it's weird it didn't already do that, but it's good that it doesn't now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brandy wrote in with a wheelhouse. I uh, wanted to share my wheelhouse because it is one. It's just one thing: tall, lanky, redheaded men. 
Show me a book with one of those, even just as a side character, and I am in. Wow, Brandy, I have so many thoughts here. I can't think of a single one. Yeah. Maybe one of the Weasley brothers? Yeah, that's like, definitely one. I can't think of any... <sighs> I can't Brandy, think of Brandy, please let, let us know your top five lanky, redheaded Tall, men. Tall, <laughs> lanky, redheaded men. It's very, very funny. We love a specific wheelhouse. Yeah. We love it. Uh, so you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month. You can sign up for our newsletter. There's a link in the show notes. Before we talk about virtual book events, we're going to take a quick break. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Schreier. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! This week, the pandemic has changed so many things about our lives and has absolutely turned the book event world upside down. So many events and book tours and conventions have been canceled, but many of them have also gone virtual. But what's a virtual book event like? Are they worth going to? What's the etiquette for them? So first of all, uh, what is a virtual book event? Um, luckily for us, basically any event, any event that would have happened in person can be kind of made virtual. The nice thing about book events is they're not like roller coasters or something. You don't need to like physically get on them and like move or move your body around. They're not, what are other things you can't do virtually? Like there's not, there's no tasting involved. Uh, yeah. Wine, no virtual wine tastings. Although, well, they could mail it to you and then everyone, I think really the roller coaster is the perfect one because you this, cannot, you can't, can't mail a roller coaster. There's nothing uh, you could do about it. But yeah, there's been tons of readings, book release parties, conventions, panels, all sorts of sh- shit. So, sorry, I'm just trying to think of other things. <laughs> uh, I wish I could do a book event on a roller coaster. That would be amazing. Wow. Yeah, I think that's really it. Like going to a theme park, going to Disney. Yeah, everything else can kind of be put back into your house. <laughs> um but yeah, so some some authors are doing virtual book tours where they partner with a bunch of bookstores and are in conversation with another author. And then the bookstore hosts, the bookstore that hosts has a link to buy the book through that store. So like I know um, author V.E. Schwab is going on book tour right now. So she will like partner with a, so like for the, for a month or, or, or two like every week or so there'll be another live event with another bookstore with another author. So it's just like, it's just like a book tour, but virtual. Um, and then that bookstore, whatever, like say it's the Harvard bookstore. When you go to that event, there'll be a link to buy it through the Harvard bookstore. 
Right. So it's very, it's, it, it's, it's very, very similar. Uh, and then some literary festivals and conventions are holding virtual panels. It's basically a Zoom talk with a bunch of authors. Uh, and then some authors are doing a series of events with other authors on Instagram or Facebook Live. There's a lot of live stuff. You know, me and Bria have done a bunch of live stream things on Instagram uh, during the pandemic. Yeah. And it's like an in-person event. It, it lasts around an hour usually. Um, it's sometimes you got readings, sometimes it's conversations, it's sometimes answering audience questions. It's exactly what you imagine it would be. There's nothing wild happening at these events that I know of. Maybe something wild. <laughs> Maybe someone's getting on a table and taking their shirt off. I don't know. But like, <laughs> for the most part, it's exactly what you would imagine. A bunch of It'd real It'd be so hard because somebody else would have to hold the camera so for true. you. You have to adjust the camera. <laughs> it would be a lot. It would be a lot, but... It's hard. It's harder to get wild during a virtual event, I think. And then uh, one important thing is what is the etiquette for these? Because um, I see a lot of folks. Uh, it's, I think it's easier to miss a virtual event. Oh, my God. Because so you just like yeah. put it in your calendar because um, with a with an in-person event, you know, you put it in your calendar. You're like, oh, I have to go there. And like the, the thought of like, I have to go to this place like sticks in your brain. But with a virtual event, it's just sort of a link. And then you're like, oh, shit, this talk is happening. This happened. Like there is a big convention. uh that has nothing to do with books, but like a big thing that was happening a couple of weeks ago. And I just completely spaced it. And me and my best friend, Lauren, we're supposed to go to it together. And we texted each other like, oh my God, we forgot that we were supposed to be watching all these virtual yeah, talks. Yeah. Um, so if there is a registration link, definitely register. Uh, that helps. It will remind you normally the day of or like an hour before. It'll put it in your calendar for you. Um, and besides that, it helps show the author or bookstore how many folks to prepare for. Like it shows how many folks are registering. So if there is an event that you are interested in and really want to go to, register for it. And that'll help the bookstore plan for how many people. Yeah. And um it, during the event, make sure you, you ask questions. Make sure you put them in the right spot. That's a whole thing, like an Instagram Live, Crowdcast, Zooms. Uh, there's like a specific place to put questions because I know a problem Mallory and I have when you're watching our Insta- when people are watching our Instagram Lives mm-hmm. is if you put them in the general chat, they get missed. But usually all of these platforms have a place where you can put questions and ask questions. Like, you, like make it fun for the people putting it on because these things are – uh, a lot of pressure to do. So like, it's fun to have people ask questions. Yeah. And it, like, it's one of those, there's nothing more like horrifying than when you're doing a live event and like, oh, time for the Q and A and nobody has any questions. Yeah, and then you're just like, uh, Guess we're done. Uh, <laughs> somebody please can't, like someone ask anything. That's why, like if you're going to an event with a, a normal, the funny thing is, it just normally takes one person to like break the ice because every no one wants to be that first person, but you don't have to worry about that with a virtual event because no one's looking at you. So you can just type it in. Totally true. And so and for an event with a bookstore, like a, like that is partnered with a bookstore in some way, if you want to buy the book, check to see if there's a specific link that supports the store that's putting on the event. Yeah. That it like, don't watch the event that this book's is going through all this trouble to put on and then like go buy the book on Amazon. Like it's just like a real bookstore event where like sometimes, uh, you know, the book buying, buying the book will be your ticket to get into the event or it, you know, it's just great to support a bookstore. If they're going through the trouble of putting this event on with an author and if you're going to buy the book anyway, get it through them. Uh, I watched a really great event recently put on by the center for fiction where, uh, Maria Devana Headley was in conversation with Madeline Miller and Emily Wilson. Uh, Maria just translated Beowulf, um, it's this brand new, awesome translation. It's so fucking good. And Madeline Miller is the one who wrote Song of Achilles and Circe. And Emily Wilson is the first uh, female translator of The Odyssey. So it was like this amazing uh, all-star lineup of badass w- women in the ancient world. Um, and uh, 
the Center for, for Fiction had their own bookshop.org affiliate link to buy the book. So while you were watching the the talk, there was a link there, like, and you just click on it, and that that it took you to uh, Maria's translation of Beowulf, and it was like a just like for us, it was like a that we use an affiliate link. So every copy of um, Beowulf that you bought, and I bought another copy to to support the event, uh, helped support the Center for Fiction. So it was awesome. Yeah, I've gone to a couple too. I went to um, Sarah Kuhn's uh, latest release for Haunted Heroin. It was really fun. And then I also attended one uh, with N.K. Jemison and Rebecca Roanhorse. Um, there was a benefit for Borderline Books organized by Charlie Jane Anders. And it was cool because like, I don't live close enough to go to that event, but um, I could watch it online and um, I could support Borderline Books. I think I paid five bucks like to, to see those people speak, which I was like, I would pay way more than that to see N.K. Jemison speak about anything. Like, I don't care what yeah. she's, she's talking about her new book, but like, I just want to listen. And I actually, um, I think it was on Zoom. I think it was on Zoom. And I deactivated my screen, put on my headphones that are like wireless and then cleaned my house while I listened to them talk. Because I was like, awesome. it's like a fun way for me to like listen, but then also, you know, be productive or do something else. Like I don't have to just stare at the screen the whole time. I mean, you can. And, and I think yeah, that's definitely something you can do. But I um, mean, you can also just listen. You don't have to uh, be, you know, you're not physically there, which is, my whole problem with events anyway is that I like I sometimes get like start getting anxious like being physically in a place. So like it's kind of nice for me to kind of be in my own place and get to participate. Um yes. I mean, what do you think? Do you think these are worth going to? Oh, absolutely. And that that that's what's cool about these events that a lot of folks who can't physically go to an in-person event for one reason or another get to participate. You don't have to wear pants. You can make your own drinks and snacks. You get to see authors that you like. You don't, you know, especially for us LA people, like you don't have to find parking. Ugh. You don't have to drive. No drive an time. Hour somewhere. Come on. Yes, exactly. It, it's great. Uh, I definitely do miss in-person events from from both an author and a reader standpoint. Um, but I've done so many virtual events this year to make up for my book tour. And it's, they've all been really, really fun. Um, and all the virtual events I've gone to have been really, really great. It's super fun. There's a lot of authors that, like you said, like I, um, there's authors that have never come to LA or I've never been able to see them. Like they only toured on the East Coast or they only toured in a certain area and I couldn't see them. Um, you know, one of the biggest events, one of the, the things that people complain the most about when I'm on tour is like, oh, can you come here? Can you come there? Like I've never really been in the Midwest. I've never done an event in Detroit or Cleveland. Um, but now with virtual book events, anyone in the country can go yeah. and, and watch. It doesn't matter where you are. So that is really cool. They're totally worth it. Most of them are free too or really cheap like the Charlie Jane Anders one for five bucks. Like it's, it's fucking awesome. I love them. Oh, and also quick bookmark for me. I, if you're listening to the show the day it comes out, I have a virtual book event tomorrow uh, with the Walt Disney Family Museum. I'm cool. doing to talk about Millicent Patrick's work at Disney uh, at six o'clock. I'll put a link in the show notes. If you have read Lady from the Black Lagoon and want to hear me in conversation with my friend Mindy Johnson, who uh, wrote Ink and Paint, we're going to talk about women working at Disney and it's going to be super fun. And me and me and Mindy have never gotten to do an event together. So now in, you know, we both live in LA. This event would have been in San Francisco. So instead of just doing this event by myself, because it's virtual, my friend Mindy gets to be in conversation with me. So it's really, really fun. That is fun. Well, uh, where do you think, where can we, where can we find these? Um, it's actually tough. Uh, we had a lot of trouble finding a centralized place that had a list of every book thing that is happening. Um, there is a good list of virtual book festivals on bookreporter.com, but like these one-offs that we've been talking about, they're kind of scattered. So I think you kind of have to follow your favorite author on social media who are going to be, and, and those people are going to be promoting the hell out of these events. But also, um, 
uh, like if someone is about to put out a book, they're going to be doing some events. So like paying attention to them when, when a book you know, or an author you know has a book coming out, go look at their social media, go look at their websites, and they're going to have links to these events. But yeah, it is hard to find a big one. But some of the big ones are still happening online, which is really exciting. Um, so the LA Festival of Books is right around the corner, depending on when this goes up. It's right around the corner. It's, uh, it's beginning, it's in October. Um, it features huge names like Kevin Kwan, and you can attend the festival from wherever you are. So that's really cool. Um, same with uh, Portland Book Festival. That's one my mom really, really likes. It used to be called Wordstock. Um, some, I'm really impressed with their lineup there. They have Charles Yu, um, uh, Julia Alvarez, Bethany Simoro, a few of my faves that are going to be there. But um, both of these events are totally free. The LA Fe- Times Festival of Books and the um, Portland Book Festival. And I, I'm sure a lot of other ones are totally free. Um, there are writing classes at the Portland Book Festival that cost money, but that's pretty much it. Um, just make sure you register for all this stuff early. Yeah. So, that, I mean, with virtual events and just like with anything, it's always good to follow your local bookstore on social media or f- this is this is why we always recommend following authors because they're like we said there's no central hub for events um for book events um it, it, that is definitely a gap that needs to be filled if anyone is a newsletter writer um so the the if you're if you are always constantly like oh I'm bummed out I I I miss this follow follow people on on social media or follow your your bookstore uh, and then write write things down it's uh, if I there's a lot of events that I, I know immediately if I don't put it in my calendar I'm gonna forget it yeah so and that's why again registering for them is great because it sends you email reminders but just uh, yeah fi- uh, find your the the um, Find your authors on on Twitter and on Instagram or uh, signing up for authors newsletters is great. I know Charlie Jane Andrews, speaking of, she just started up her own. um, I think it's called Happy Dancing. Um, We'll put a link to it. uh, And Charlie Jane does all kinds of virtual events. So, yeah, we we go to virtual events. Try them out. Maybe uh, maybe next year we'll put it. We'll make it part of the uh, reading glasses challenge. Yeah. So you can send your spots to read glasses podcast at gmail.com before we answer a recommendation request. We're going to take a quick break. Macho man to the top rope. The flying elbow. The cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power. Too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices. Myself excluded. Yeah. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Saturdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. Now let's answer a book recommendation request from Kate. I'm trying to help my mom read more. She used to be a voracious reader, but she got out of the habit after my dad died in 2012. She said she loves fiction books with character-driven stories where you can get really lost in the characters' lives. I am a mostly nonfiction reader, so I don't know what to recommend. Any thoughts? Bria, what should Kate's mom read? My suggestion is um, uh, City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. Historical fiction, it's got glamour, it's got non-glamour, it's got great, <laughs> great development of all all the women characters, um, a lot of reminiscing, it's great. I feel like we talk a lot about 
dad books, but we don't really get into mom books a lot. And I wonder if I agreed. If I feel like moms love good character development. Am I right? Moms or wrong? love character development. I agree. I think dads like World War II and moms like good characters. Like good characters. Um, I think I think this one's a fun one for moms. Uh, I've met anyone who's picked up this book. I feel like really likes it, um, and particularly women. So I think this is this is a good one. It's a safe one. And also, like, you know, it has, like, New York City, the theater, like, things that I think, like, are kind of, like, cool and glamorous. Big city, big lights. Yeah, I mean, stuff that I, like, feels cool and glamorous, like, to think about, I, I think could be, I don't know, really fun. And um, depending on your mom's age, your mom might relate to it a little bit. Um, what do you, what do you rec- recommend for, for this mom? Uh, I'm actually going to recommend a mom favorite, which I know that is a mom favorite because I know your mom likes it. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is the, one of the first conversations I ever had when I met your mom was about this author, uh, which is uh, uh, Celeste Ng. Oh, yeah. Um, little, so I'm recommending Little Fires Everywhere. Um, so Ng's books are always wicked character driven. You immediately get sucked into these characters' stories. Uh, little Fires Everywhere is a great suburban family drama. It's about these two very different families who get sort of entangled and they're in very different classes. Um, and there's a show up out there now um with it, it's reese witherspoon and carrie washington i think i think so yeah i haven't watched so, it yet weirdly if kate's mom reads little fires everywhere then she can maybe her and kate can watch the uh the show together um but yeah a little celeste thing is absolutely amazing her other book everything I, I never told you is also absolutely incredible um very very character driven she's just the kind of author that like you immediately want to know all about these characters lives what happens to them what motivates them great mom books i think celeste, celeste Ng is a hot mom pick yeah uh so you can send your book recommendations request to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com Time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Kennedy writes in, I've got a pretty major bookish problem that's basically led me to not reading a book since roughly 2017 or something. And it's this. I get super anxious about entering a new world with brand new characters to love and hate and just go on an adventure with, which makes me which makes picking up new books a freaking nightmare. I'm a very emotional reader to the point where I tend to get so sucked into the book I'm reading that I need an hour or so to get out of the headspace of the book. I usually need to take an extra long walk, walk with my dog to sort of reacclimate to the world I live in. So I'd say I got, so I'd say I get pretty involved in whatever media I consume. This is had, this has led to me reading roughly a shit ton of fan fiction, like roughly 50 to 100,000 words a day to get my reading fix. I enjoy it, obviously, but I can't discuss the stories I read with people and recommending things is a nightmare, so I can't share the joy. Basically, how do I get over the fear of committing to a, a new book? Bria, what should Kennedy do? First of all, this is a this is a lot for Kennedy, and I'm really sorry. Um, I am not a psychiatrist or a therapist, or <laughs> I just run a book podcast. Uh, but um, Kennedy sounds extremely empathetic to me, an extremely empathetic person. Um, and I like, I think it's great that Kennedy has found um, fan fiction to stay in the world, worlds that they love. I, I think um, finding worlds that you can really appreciate in the fandom, like in a, where you can explore fandom in within a community is awesome and could be really helpful in maybe finding a series um, that you could dive into and spend some time with characters across multiple books. So I think like you're worried about the commitment and um, finding a place uh, that you know you can't stay because you're only going to be there for a book or something. So I think maybe trying to find a, 
a community that has a, a huge amount of fandom and there are multiple books. So that way, you know, you can hang out with them for multiple books. There might be some safety in that. Um, the, the one that comes to mind, like as far as like the fandom community, because I think this is like finding people who also love the books and you can talk to them. So you do have that outlet and you can talk to people about it. The, the one that comes to mind is the Simon Snow series, which don't be mad, everyone. I still haven't read this, but I feel like the fandom around it. I haven't it, even heard of that. Uh, it's Rainbow Route. Oh, 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 Yeah, oh. so I think um, uh, the fandom that surrounded, surrounds it is so intense and people really love it. And I know there's fan fiction and stuff out there about it. Um, so finding another maybe place to where you're reading this fan fiction. I also was curious, I didn't think about um, what Kennedy might be reading the fan fiction about because there might be things like, let's say Kennedy is reading fan fiction about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I would say like, go find the new Buffy comics, you know, or something like that. Or uh, go, like, if you're reading fan fiction, I'm trying to think of other big fanfics. Um, But uh, X-Files. X-Files, there's a a comic series about that as well. A lot of these have done Mm -hmm. offshoot books or comic series that you could pick up that might help you to dip your toe back into a universe or dip your toe back into reading through a universe that you're already playing in a little bit. Um, What do you think? What do you suggest for Kennedy? Uh, so I have two tips for Kennedy. Uh, my first one is, Kennedy, I think you might want to try joining a book club. Uh, yeah, it's or even, similar to me. Yeah, like a community. Yeah, I think reading, even reading, even if it's not like a huge book club, but finding a friend or two to maybe all read the same book together, uh, having a support system as you go through a book might be really helpful for you. Uh, I remember years and years and years and years ago uh, when I was reading Game of Thrones for the first time I was reading them with two of my friends and it really because if you've read Game of Thrones you know there's a lot of really frustrating shit that happens Mm. but it helped uh like when we got to the red wedding part it helped a lot that I had two friends to immediately call and be like what the fuck just happened uh going along on a book journey with a friend I just think it makes it easier it makes it less scary but also you get to share in the joy a little bit and I think that my that that sort of support net might carry Kennedy through some of these like the anxiety of starting a new series or starting a new book is knowing that you have a couple friends there to talk about it and help you and like support you. Uh, second, um, uh, if, if the series thing doesn't work, I sort of have the opposite um, uh, advice to Bria is I think Kennedy should try some novellas. Try mm. like when, when Kennedy's just getting, getting, getting into reading again, trying out something short might help knowing that like, you're not going to be there for very long you know, mm. just, and if you don't like it, if you don't like these characters, if you don't want to be with them, you only, you know that you're only going to be there there with them for a hundred pages, you know? And if you like it, there are novella series. <laughs> right. That's true. That's very true. What do you think, Mallory, about maybe a, um, a nonfiction rep- recommendation? So that way you're not getting involved with this particular characters. That could be a good idea too. And like some fun nonfiction, like a Mary Roach or something, something that's not like snoozy and boring, but you know, you're not invested in a character as much as right. learning some facts. Yeah. <laughs> it's about a thing rather than a person. So not like a memoir, not a biography, but like, yeah, like a Mary Roach or, um, yeah, something yeah. something's far more about the like uh uh like a specific thing. Um like the study of a specific type of thing. Yeah, like that book I read earlier this year, The Museum of Wales You Will Never See. Mm-hmm. Um that I think that's a really good idea too. Yeah. Um yeah, there there I I think 
it, with obviously without being Kennedy, we can't know <laughs> exactly what Kennedy needs. But I think any and any of these things are is worth a try. And and again, we are not therapists, and so I do think talking to your therapist about this would be we're really- not therapists. We're not judges. We're not priests. <laughs> <laughs> as much as we think we are uh, priests. Um, uh, I, I also would say like, um, yeah, talk to your therapist about this, about like something your therapist could maybe recommend that that feels like it would be a good uh, a good fit for you as well. Because your therapist probably yeah. knows the things that like help you to get through something. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there is... I, and I admire Kennedy's uh, desire to keep reading, even though this is obviously some like a big stumbling block, you know, as it would be for anyone who is who is going through this. So, yeah, try tr- just try. The, 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 there's all the, we're, there's a bunch of different uh, things we talked about here, whether it's a series, whether it's a novella, whether it's joining a book club or finding a community. There's a lot of different ways to um to overcome this. And we, Kennedy, please keep us posted. We want to know what works for you. So if you want us to solve your reader problem, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy and Jessica who run our Facebook group and Chrissy and Rachel who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, you can buy Reading Glasses tote bags and shirts and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. And I want to say we have our wish list and people have been sending quite a few things. So we are going to be testing them out uh, in the future on the show. We're very excited about them. There's a lot of snacks. Um, I wonder who could have put those on the Amazon wish list. (laughs) Uh, Who could say? Who could say? It was really funny last night. um, Jeremy and I were were about to watch a movie and we were like, oh, what, you know, what should we, should we eat? Like, should we order some food? And I was like, well, we have a bunch of snacks. And Jeremy was like, no, those are the reading snacks. (laughs) We have a rule, you know, we have all this really, these reading snacks I have to test out for the show, but you, I'm like, all right, you can have that snack, but you have to read it, read while you're eating it and and, and tell me how it is as a reading snack. And he's like, no, they're all reading snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Made me laugh really hard. Uh, Also folks, if you're ever looking for a book recommendation that we don't talk about on the show, remember we have a bookshop.org shop. Uh, There's always a link to, to it in the show notes. Bria and I have a, big I think it's like almost 80 books it's a big curated shop full of books that we fucking love so it's not like you know we talk about books at the top of the show stuff that we're reading but it's not necessarily something that we finished and loved it's just what we're reading right now this bookshop is all books that are like tried and tried and tested and true uh loved by either Mallory or Bria or both of us so if you're looking for something to pick up there's a link in the show notes and the when you buy books through that uh, bookshop.org store it supports us so you get a book that that we think that you're gonna like and you support the show it's great uh and if you like the show you can rate it and review it on itunes it's really great for us it helps us reach more listeners it's very quick it will take you less than a minute you can email us at reading glasses podcast at gmail.com find us on twitter at reading g podcast on instagram at reading glasses podcast and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag reading glasses podcast thanks for listening and thanks, thanks for, for reading, reading.